Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings, and as you can see, Keith is not here. He's at SHOT Show, so I went into the woods and found a large bear to uh, sub in for Keith. That's your intro. That's what we're. That's how we're doing this. No, guys, Perfect. this is Jack Clemens. Uh, introduce yourself. Tell people who you are, what you do, and uh, or don't. Uh, you know, kind of. <laughs> this is kind of loosey goosey today. <laughs> we'll fire it up. Uh, I am a coworker of Keith's. Um, I used to be a guy that was kind of involved in gun media for a while. I did a couple of different things, um, and then I went behind the scenes and have been in a few different roles behind the scenes and I decided that I was tired of that and I was coming back. And so this is my first bit back. Um, I'll be here. And I think we're going to be spinning up some other stuff going on this channel as well. Heck but those, yes. But those projects are to come. And I did not go to SHOT Show this year. Um, neither did you. So it was like, what are we going to talk about this week? <laughs> Yeah, so I think we decided, you know, the best uh, course of action was to talk about uh, shot shows of days past, which, you know, when you think, how many shot shows have you been to? Because I actually would have to think about that for a minute. I think I've done like six, six shot shows now. So I'm not like, I'm not like the crustiest veteran of shot show, but by six, I feel like I have like my first day. I have the same walk around mm -hmm. then day two and three are a blur and then four is regret four is always regret and four is because like if you get uh if you make it to day four because i used to have to do the whole nine yards so for people who don't know shot show itself actually starts on tuesday of whatever week it's in however month the monday before is the industry range day, which I used to have to go to. And it's, um, hang on, we're, we're trying to not piss off uh, the NSSF and sponsors, right? Industry range day is great. Industry range day. Okay, so I actually like industry range day. Have you ever um, had to work it in a booth though? No, I've never I had to have. work it in a booth. I've always had to like stroll it with a camera right. and get footage and stuff. But so I'll say getting to stroll it isn't too bad. The range is decently nice. I've mm -hmm. never, I've never had a major safety issue that like jumped out at me to where I was like, get me off of this range. And I can't say that about most public ranges. Most public ranges, I want to leave after 30 minutes. I had a dude point a machine gun at me once. So I was uh, a loaded okay. machine gun. So <laughs> I wasn't super hot on that, but uh, he got snatched up by the uh that booth's safety officers pdq right. and they were like yeah hey, i mean like you can't an RSO at like people. every every place i got to meet arlie army there that's like i actually we snuck into arlie army's area before he was like supposed to be talking to people and we're like nice. hanging out like chatting with him and like it took like five to ten minutes before the the uh that company pretty obvious who was like hey you're not supposed to be back here and we're like Zoidberging out of there with like a bunch of side merch from Arlie Irby. Uh, he He's, was a really cool dude. Like he didn't. He is to, actually a cool dude. He he at that time he didn't have to like he could have just been like security. These people are bothering me, and we would have been pepper sprayed and beaten. I assume. Remove um, these peasants. I once got to a booth. I'm not going to say the name, but like no one was going to that booth to shoot the guns that were there. Um. 
which was really weird to me. So I got up, I'd seen one particular gun. I was like, oh, I want to shoot that. And the guy was like, do you like it? I'm like, yeah, man, that was really good. He goes, do you want to shoot it again? I'm like, I don't want to shoot up all your ammo. And he pulled up the cloth and there was like 15,000 rounds of 38 special under this table. And he goes, bro, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, we can't (laughs) ship this back. We're not sure what we're going to do. And the day is over. So I shot 700 rounds of 38 special. (laughs) It felt like, like he had like four variations of the gun and I'm just like hammering it, reload, hammering it. I got them all really hot. The guy was like, thanks. It didn't help, but thanks. I'm like, bro, I sat here for two and a half hours just shooting. This was, this was amazing. You know, I do love, uh, maybe this episode's going to be Tales from Shot Show's Past in addition. Yeah, good enough. Yes, Tales from Shot Show Past. All right, so. Redacted edition. Oh, redacted edition. Some of these I don't necessarily need to redact, but I think uh, one of my favorite Shot Show memories was, I want to say 20, 2010 or maybe 2011 or 20. Okay, here's the other thing. For people who have been to a lot of Shot Shows, and if you, you know, for, for people who haven't, they tend to run together in your head, especially since they moved to uh, the Sands Expo Center, yes. because the layout's the same every year, basically. Uh, like I could walk like last, I didn't go last year. because oh, We didn't have one last year. In 2018 or 2019, the last time I went, I could have literally walked in the front door, closed my eyes and walked straight to the Ruger booth because it's always in the same place at, you know, every year. It doesn't move yeah. a lot. Like and so you, it, the, the, the memories blend together. Yeah. So uh, I went, the first year I went, where they were actually in the, was in, oh, I want to say, oh, eight. They were in the Las Vegas Convention Center. And then the next year was the last year that they were, were anywhere but Vegas. They were at uh, Orlando, which honestly, uh, like, it was really neat because there was nobody there. And I got to do a lot of stuff. But it also kind of sucked to show us what go because it was kind of lame because there was nobody there. Um, but one year in Vegas, uh, once it was in the Expo Center, I had had a uh, very spirited party the night before and <laughs> had uh, a meeting the next day with a company that makes uh, laser beams that you attach to the grips of your handguns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to sell them an ad <laughs> package and redacted. <laughs> I was trying to sell them an ad package because that was what I did at the time. And I was I was still drunk, like 100% still drunk from the night before. And I did a puke and rally in a trash can behind their booth, went, popped a breath mint, went in and sold the ad package. Mind you, they bought, they bought it, walked out, and I looked at my calendar and I'm like, I got to cancel these meetings. <laughs> oh, man. The dumb um, shit you do at SHOT Show. I have gotten... So I, I definitely, at one point, I, I thought I had rallied, got all the way to the show floor, and just, I went to my first thing midway through. I was I was a backup to somebody. I was like, hold on, I've got to take a phone call. And I left. Like, I didn't stop anywhere. I walked straight to the cab stand. I was like, cab, one here, please. Got in the cab, went back to the hotel room, curled up. Three hours later, I woke up and there was like a thousand missed calls and texts like, where are you? And I'm like, honestly, (laughs) I make it out of this room to go home. It's a miracle. Like, (laughs) 
Oh, it's so bad. I mean, and like the the thing that people don't understand is, you know, everybody, you know, they think about the cry precision party or the Glock party. And like, yeah, people get trashed at those events. But what the worst, the worst nights I've had at shot where I don't like remember, you know, how I got back to my room or remember how I got to the room that I ended up in that isn't my room, like, you know, stuff like that. Uh, though the worst nights are ones where you'll like, where it's like, okay, my last meeting's at four, then I got a happy hour at four thirty with these guys, and then I've got a dinner at six with these guys, and then there's an after party at eight with these guys, and then you know I'm gonna meet some other guys at this bar over here, and before you know it, it's three a.m. and you've been drinking since three o'clock, right. and you're not like, and if you're not super careful, it's three a.m. and you've been drinking since three p.m. and you're like, I have to get up. In four hours, ATM. What? What year is it? And you're just sauced out of your mind. So I've I've tried to ever since my first couple of years where I had a, like a veteran tell me to do this, a veteran shot shower. It was like you know come in here and do your do your morning meetings, but after two, bail, go back to your room. Yeah, that's a good idea. Take, take a nap because what I've noticed is like two is about the point where they start letting people go from booths to go like get a sandwich and cry for five minutes and they get back <laughs> in this booth so by that point they're not they're not really paying attention like no. the guy i want to talk to is probably not at the booth um if he is there he's trying to digest his sandwich he doesn't care so i try and go back to my room at around two power nap shower change clothes and then at five, when it breaks, I've been sitting in the best cocktail spot, which I'm not going to name the name of. And I've already got a table. I've already got like, I'm familiar with the waitress and I'm sending out a dozen texts like, hey, why don't you meet me here? First round's on me. And people are already like headed over. So I'm starting my business there. Um, one year, my boss came in with clients that he was coming to bring there. And they were like, sir, we, we can't allow you, you know, we don't have seats for you. He goes, please, anything, we just need to sit down for a little bit. And she goes, sir, we had seats, but there's this giant party in the back that came out of nowhere and they've just taken it over. And he looks back there, I'm back there with like two bottles of scotch, like filling people up. And he's like, I know that guy. That's my employee. And he like, I'm glad him here. He's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, marketing, my, networking? What do you want from me? <laughs> like, my, my, my job? My job. So we just like kick some people out and he got a table for his guys. And like, what do you do? Oh, uh, that's like, the other thing I try to explain to people is I need a week after SHOT Show. Oh, yeah. Like post SHOT Show, I need a week because I work from 9 a.m. to 4 a.m. Well, then you also probably have the flu. So yeah, no, no questions. It, I've never not gotten a little something like Vegas is just that town. It is. You get sick when you go to Vegas because it's full of dirty people. Um, the uh, one of the greatest like doing. So that's one of the other things people don't understand about shot is there is so much business that happens not on the show floor. Like if the circle bar could take a 1% cut of every oh, piece of business God. that has been negotiated there, they'd, they'd pay, they make more money than the casino. Uh, the circle bar uh, does yeah. is this bar yeah, that's in the middle of the Venetian and it's a circle and it's located in such a place that everybody walks past it at some point. And 
after the show hours are over, it's just sort of like, it's like a watering hole in the Serengeti for all sorts of fun stuff. Um, they've been trying to, they've been trying to close that bar and, and like revamp that area for the last four years. And oh, I yeah. honestly think that they start that process after they forget about shot show and they're like, all right, the circle bar is not, you know, pulling like it used to or anything, you know, we're going to tear it down. And just before they like send in the first dude with a hammer shot show happens. And they're like, what do you mean? It's up 7,000% this week. (laughs) I once saw a uh, noted firearms instructor. We're just going to leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah. Redact. I mean, noted firearms instructor could be anybody. Um, But I, I will say it's not somebody that I would have ever recommended you take training from. So that narrows down the list. Actually, you could do that that meme that from the uh, from Batman Beyond. Do you have any idea how little that narrows it down? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I so, so I was in there and I was getting trashed uh, as one does. And this was when I was single, so I was hitting on this gun bunny that was sitting there next to me. And as I'm doing this interaction, I'm watching noted firearms trainers prostitute get ejected from the circle bar first by the security dudes that are dressed like Carabinieri. And then uh, like actual LV Metro PD had to come over because she was screaming and like yelling and stuff. And I was like, I'm sitting there drinking whiskey going, this is better than television. <laughs> I, I think that's something to bring up that I think a lot of people don't realize is like there are multiple layers of security at SHOT Show. Oh, yeah. And like if if a SHOT Show security guard comes up to you and is like, hey, stop that. That is a, don't do it anymore. It, but it's a great warning. Mm-hmm. If it gets to casino security, you really need to start thinking about like, maybe it's time to call it a night. If LVPD shows up, you are going to handcuffs in a rough way. Yes. LVPD does not screw around. They are protecting assets that are worth way more than whatever you think you're worth. I have seen them arrest millionaires like anybody else. Vegas Metro does not care, right? Like they don't care who you are. They don't care if you're Gaston Glock himself if you want to play stupid games, you will win stupid prizes. And those stupid prizes are handcuffs and a seat in a cop car. And and if you look, not not slouches, lot of lot of switched on dudes in that department. Like I remember walking into my first shot show, and I'm a I'm a holster checker. Like whenever I see somebody, if you've got a gun in the open, I want to check that holster. I want to see what's there. I'm just curious that way. Well, a little curious. Uh, I remember looking at LV Metro and being like, good, who cleared this? Because it's like switched on Springfield operator, Glock with an optic before that was common. A thing, yeah. Yeah, I was like. (laughs) It's uh, funny because my They were the first duty company with a 2011s that I saw. I saw dudes in 2011s, I'm like. Good lord. These guys are these guys are aggressive. My Facebook memories this past week, obviously all about Shot Show. And on two separate occasions, I noticed uh, a couple of years ago, I was walking around and there was a cop with a thirty a Glock thirty four with an aftermarket red dot cut on it, not an MOS cut. Yeah, I've which seen, you can yes. tell, like a thirty four aftermarket MOS cut, and he's got hundred forty millimeter base pads on his three spare magazines that he's carrying, and I'm like. 
homie, where are you going? And then a couple of years before that, there was a dude with a Springfield operator and he was carrying uh, Chip McCormick 10 rounders. The Chip McCormick 10 rounder dude. And you're like, that guy is ready to go get into a gunfight with that 1911. I want that guy. That guy is that guy's serious. Have a and, lovely day, officer. I'm gonna leave. And now hotel security has rapid response teams. Oh yeah. And well, they're I mean, loaded. I mean, we don't have to get into that. That's not really shot show stuff, but like I hung out with two of those dudes and like carry guns were a CZ 75 in, in flat dark earth. Um and a Glock 21 with a red dot. Damn, that's aggressive. Also, I didn't know they made the 75 in FDE. Did he have to go they, somewhere? No, to they get that? do. There's like oh, a no 70, there's a 75 in FDE with like it's got different, it's got suppressor sights on it, an extended barrel. Hmm. It's got G10 grips, which were the thing that caught my eye. I was like, oh, those are the G10s. Um and when I was like, oh, those are the G10s, the dude was like, ugh, like he got his ninja stance. And you're like, okay, and, calm and down. I'm, dude. I'm like, I'm just here for SHOT Show, man. Like, this is like... This is not... It is not that big a deal. Yeah, the uh, the Vegas security and the security around SHOT Show in general is pretty, pretty tight. And it's honestly, it's a good thing because there are gajillions of dollars worth of, of assets there. You know what I've never seen at SHOT? And maybe it's just because I don't really get outside that much, but... Because I've been to NRA shows where there have been protesters, right? Uh, Vegas, no. they're not having any no, of that. No. <laughs> people have tried. Now here's the thing. Uh, people have tried to protest SHOT Show. And LV Metro says, oh, yeah, you guys can have your protest, but we're not going to issue a permit that's anywhere geographically close to where they're having the show. You can have your protest, like, in the park seven miles away. Yeah. Have a nice day. Good luck. Um, they, um, they- you know what? I know a lot of people talk about like, oh, I wish it was back in Orlando. And I like Orlando. I don't. I like Orlando I, just fine. But I, Vegas takes care of you. And I know like I, I'm occasionally like uh, the Vegas flight and all that other stuff. But like Vegas is a city. They know where their bed is, bread is buttered and they take mm-hmm. care of you. Um, I have been, you know, like when they generally, if, if you need something, they'll, they're beyond accommodating um we had a bunch of guns with us one time and they were like yeah i know shocking um they were like are you exhibiting and i was like no we just have these and they're like okay that's fine if you choose to you can store all of these in our safe on the premises when you leave your room and you can come and get them whenever you want, like day or night. They were willing to just like, hey, if you want to feel extra secure about your firearms, you can secure those in our safe. I was like, well, really? You have enough room for that? They're like, we have 300 rifle racks, like 300 slots. Like, we got you. What hotel has rifle racks in their safe? That's not a safe. That's a friggin' vault. Uh, it was... Uh, we don't need to redact that. This is good customer service. Uh, this was, uh, I believe this one was Trump Tower is the one. That I have on. never stayed there. Um, my it's favorite, a little it's a little off strip. Great mm-hmm. views, though. Great views. My favorite place that I've stayed for SHOT Show is uh, the MGM Grand, which is a shame because it's really far away. The only ways to get to the show from the Grand are either take the monorail, which is an exercise in possibly shooting a bum uh, or 
which, you know, if you're looking for a conus kill or sit in a car to drive a mile and it takes 30 minutes because of everyone else who is driving to the show and you just, you just sit there and you shake and you're angry. Um, but the, uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, obviously for me, the most convenient place to stay is either in the Venetian or the Palazzo and I guess now Caesars. Uh, so I'm a big fan of um, this little tiny hotel between two other large ones where me and Keith stay a lot, which is within walking distance. And it's kind of hidden. I don't, I'm not going to say the name because I don't want people to flood it for SHOT Show. Is that what it he's is, saying this year? Yes. Oh, I know where I, oh, I, that is actually a good one. I know where it's he's at. super nice. And they have this bomb breakfast restaurant. Mm, I use breakfast. Oh, it's, it's such a good breakfast spot. And I generally had a, I didn't see a lot of people there. I was always able to get a car in and out really heavily fast. And it's like a couple of blocks from the show. So if you want to, if you want to stretch your legs, it was good. I would generally walk back in the afternoon. Do you remember what was it? I think it was called the Imperial. And it was like just a dump that made no sense. It was so it was behind the strip. And I think they knocked it down and turned it into something else. But it was just yes. like, yeah. And it was and it was the one where people would stay there because they would have like $34 rooms or something like that. And it was just a friggin it was i had to go there once because somebody was having a cocktail hour that i had to be at and i remember walking into it and being like i wish i wore long sleeves like i don't I, want my bare skin <laughs> touching anything in this casino i'm just like Ugh. my first shot show i stayed at circus circus oh and you survived so you know there's that hard you to know. kill <laughs> that one has a number of experiences um the first shot show i didn't actually stay in a hotel because i was living in las vegas at the time uh and i was only i was only working like peripherally in the firearms industry i was actually working in the wireless industry at the time and but i was still like freelancing a little bit and a friend of mine knew a friend of mine and you know made some calls and i got a press pass to shot show and i was like cool and i had no business being there but it was fun and it kind of and it and me being there did open up a lot of doors that would eventually help turn this into a full-time job which you know now i'm get paid to talk on the internet about how great shot show is or was or could be i think it i think it still is i i have to do a mindset check about it where i'm like i'm not there this year for a couple of reasons but like it's not like i don't want to ever go again no yeah i would mean half of our friend and like as we as i've you know i've said with this with keith with other people as well the big attraction to shot show sure like there's a lot of work to be done right i'm in the content creation side it is a great place not necessarily to get content but to talk to the people who will send you the things that you need so that yes. you can make the content later and that's really a valuable thing uh but also you know it's like you know, we see our friends once or twice or three times a year. Depending right. if you're, on if you're lucky, you see them at a class or at an yeah. event. But shot shows the main time, right? And we can all get together. We can all get drinks. You know, and it's nice to kind of have that communal environment where everybody's hanging out. Everybody's having a good time. Like one of my favorite events at Shot is the Leatherneck 
as the the party at the Leatherneck Club. You yeah. know, yeah, same. And it's because they keep the and <laughs> I'm going to sound really uh, really fucking snotty when I say this, but they keep the guest list under control, so it keeps a lot of the riffraff out. Even though they did let Rob Pinkus in one year, but. I don't care if he hears that. I, I, I'll text him right now. Hey, bro, I'm talking no, to you no, on no, a podcast. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Uh, Who doesn't? But, you know, um, they, they, they do keep, for the most part, they do kind of keep the riffraff out, which makes it a nicer party. And it's like mostly people who are in the training industry or stuff like that. I've always, I always found it like interesting over the years because I've, I've marked my own rise in the industry where I was like, absolutely no one no one wanted to talk to me and uh i had like two other friends so my first shot show was basically hanging out with jeff bluvman and john hopman i mean that's not a bad way no it's shot show not at all like they john is one of my all two go-tos for shot show just like where are you at i i don't have anything to do for five minutes let's talk um and the last year that we were there 2020 we were sitting there and like some young guys came up and were like oh my god you're john hopman like oh you're jack clemens hey man we want to talk to you about this thing and i'm like weird <laughs> bizarre <He's good>. <laughs> this <laughs> is strange why do these people why do these children want to talk to me <laughs> they're getting younger every year and fuckers get younger every year i tell <laughs> yeah. you what oh man there was a uh one of the redacted events, uh, like super duper redacted, was a friend was leaving. I, I got to like redact a lot of shit out of the story. Hang on. A friend <laughs> was leaving one company and he was going to another company, all, all in the outdoor industry. Because what uh, something some people don't understand is this industry is uh, it's a it's a flat circle, right? Yes. Once you are in, you can. Like I know guys who, you know, they were at this company, then this company, then they're doing media for this company. And they just kind of go around the flat circle. And nine times out of 10, not a lot of bad blood about that. No, not really. You know, a lot of, because a lot of times what will happen is to sort of explain that is like on the production side, you'll have a dude who works for say Smith and Wesson, right? Smith and Wesson will get a new director of widgets and the director of widgets will be like, Hey, let's bring in some other guys. I'm going to lay these dudes off. And then those dudes will go to loophole because the widgets they worked on at Smith and Wesson are similar to the loophole widgets. And then they'll, you know, and they just kind of stick around and there's nothing really wrong with that. But anyway, so the, the friend was leaving one company to go to a new company. Uh, our mutual friend group decided to have a going away party for him. That was going to be at one of the very, at one of the nicer uh, strip clubs. Um, I forget which one, but it's one, it was, it's one of the good ones that has like a private van and like, like you can, they can drive you there and back. Yeah. And, well, yeah. 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 I know you are. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we get there and one of the other attendees, uh, all like uh, who all of a sudden like kind of disappears and then he reappears like on his phone and then disappears and reappears on his phone and what happened was was that he had left his location he was sharing his location with his fiance who was not there at shot show and had specifically told her prior to shot that they would not be going to any titty bars and she 
tracked his location. And I got to say, rookie move, sir. Rookie move. But <laughs> hilarious because he eventually ended up like getting so drunk that he was like, you know what? This just turned his phone off, turned location tracking off, disappeared for the night, got blitzed. And I just, I've always wondered. He, by the way, him and the girl got married, they have a kid, everything's hunky dory. But I kind of wonder how epic the fight was the next day on the phone after that. Um, I haven't seen that. I have seen someone uh, leave their job at a booth at a different trade show while I was talking to them. <laughs> they were like, you know what, man? Honestly, I think I might have to hand you over to someone else. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. No problem. I'll talk to them, too. You know, don't you get a break or something? He goes, nope. <laughs> he just, like, he, he handed me off to someone else. And, like, a couple of minutes later, they, like, come over and they're like, have you seen Bob? Like, no, Bob left his stuff. God, his name's not Bob. I'm like, he, he just quit his job. <laughs> he was done. That's amazing. He was done. I mean, that was not worked... at this show, obviously. Like, that was at a different show, but that, that's one of my all time favorite. Oh like, God. I'm done with this. My um, all, oh, my God. My all time favorite Chad Show memory, though, as uh, interestingly, the show was over when this occurred, but it's how I found out that I was going to be a dad. So I love telling the story. I love it because it embarrasses the hell out of my wife. Um, so it was Saturday morning and I was flying home. And Friday, if you make it to Friday of SHOT Show, lots of people, myself included, have just a rager. Like, and I mean, a just, you get absolutely wasted. I ended up in a van with a bunch of strangers singing Don't Stop Believing." I know because I have a video of it. Um, and somehow made it back to my room, somehow made it to the airport for my flight. I am hungover as a mother. I'm checking my bag because I got knives and guns and all of that stuff. And I'm standing in line to check my bag and I'm texting back and forth with my, uh, with my wife. And she sends me a text and it says, hey, I'm freaking out a little bit. And I'm about to reply to her and be like, hey, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And the next thing she sends me is a picture of a positive pregnancy test. She doesn't even tell me I'm pregnant. I took a right. test. She just sends me the picture while I'm standing in line at McCarran Airport to check my bag. So I call her and I say, hey, I feel like this is more important than a text. Let me get through security and I'll call you. And she goes, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, no shit, it makes sense. So I hang up, I get through security. I run to one of the uh, premium lounges. I get up to the bartender and I'm like, I need two Bloody Marys. And I take one and I smash it. Just, I'm like, I need a little bit of hair of the dog, hammer that first one down. And then the next one, I like, I call my wife, I drink it slowly. Uh, you know, we talked to the whole, I'm going to be a dad thing. I have a minor heart attack. And what really puts the cherry on top of this memory is while I'm having that conversation, I get a text from a mutual friend of ours who at the time worked for Beretta. And he says, Hey, are you in this lounge? My boss, their then director of marketing is here and wants to meet with you. So I finish up my call with my wife, finish the Bloody Mary, get a third one, go over and have like a 45 minute meeting with Beretta's marketing team uh, while I am in shock and half and now once again half the bag. <laughs> I don't remember anything that I said. I'm like, ah, products. Yeah, Beretta's. <clears throat> 
Ah, oh, shot show. The things that you've done to us. So I will I will tell now my favorite shot show story uh, with minor redactions. Minor redactions. Um, I I and John Hotman had a phone call six years ago, five six years ago. I'd have to check. Um, where I was like, you know what would be awesome at Shot Show? And he goes, what's that? I go, a way to carry hand sanitizer with me at all times so that I could like, want, you know, like keep my hand sanitation up because that was that was the thing I'd figured out was like helping me not get as sick. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Originally, it was supposed to be like a magazine pouch on the belt. And then John was like, no, nah, it'd be better if you hung it from your neck and like spritz it on there. So he made these. Um, and I had one, he had one, Annette Evans had one. I think there was a fourth, but I don't know who had it. So I'm walking around and next to my pass, you know, on the lanyard, mm-hmm. is a hand sanitizer thing, which is black, black Kydex, yep. little miniature hand sanitizer thing. And everybody loves it. Everybody thinks it's brilliant. I'm like, you know, we walk up. Handshake, a little bit of hand sanitizer. Anybody else? They're like, oh, yes, please. And this is before the world went crazy. Right. Um, you know, since then, I'm like, this thing, <laughs> this is gold. Uh, he, they actually put those out for sale later. And I think a mm-hmm. bunch of them got bought up back a couple oh, yeah. years ago. Um, but so essentially, this is just a black item that's, you know, palm sized around my neck. And a little while later, the group at that time had rented a van while we were there and were driving around in this van and they were filming a Jason Bourne movie in and around Vegas. Oh, which one was that? I, I can't remember, but I remember finally figuring out that they were doing it for Jason Bourne and, you know, looking like, oh, can I be on the set? Uh, so <laughs> what ended up happening is we were following, let me do my Top Gun hand motion thing everybody we, talks with their hands yeah, we were inverted we pulled into this little side street area and i'm tired it's day three day three is the worst day for my attitude yeah i'm, that makes I'm sense. hungry i haven't eaten yet i'm tired we gotta get on a plane tomorrow i'm, I'm just upset so i'm like sitting in the front seat passenger like Murr, and we pull in and like a security guard runs out and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys can't be here. This is a closed area. And we can see that if we just pull through here, we'll be on the road we need to. But this guy clearly wants us to turn around. And he he's not at the window yet. He's in front of the car like, no, go around, go around. And I'm like, I'm so tired of this. Everybody in the car is like, what do we do? I reach into my shirt. I pull this item out. I just, the hand sanitizer thing. And I flash it at him. <laughs> and he looks and he's like, whoa, didn't know. Come on through. And I just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm still upset. So like, I, I had done it like with all the authority in the world that like, this is a badge. You need to recognize it. And we're coming through here. And he's like, whoa, I didn't know. Go on, guys, go on. And I like sat back in the seat. I just stared off because again, I just want to like stop for a little bit. I don't want to do this anymore. And everyone else in the car is oh like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Did, did you just badge check that guy with hand sanitizer. And I'm like, "Yeah, yes, I did." They're like, "How did you know that would work?" I'm like, "He doesn't know what a badge is. He doesn't. He can't identify it from where he's standing. All he knew was an angry dude 
flashed authority of a you know authority symbol. And he's like, I don't want any part of that. Come nope. on through. Not my problem. That's <laughs> that might be that's fantastic. Oh, oh my god. Um, <laughs> I don't proud as you bagged the guy with hand sanitizer. See, and I couldn't do that because I have one of those Kydex hand sanitizer pouches, but it's bright pink. Uh, yeah, and that's it would, why I, I can't say that's why I went with the black, but now it's why I stay with it. Now it's why I, you ride with the black one. That makes sense. <laughs> well, guys, uh, I think we'll wrap up on that because how are you going to beat me finding out I'm gonna, I was going to be a dad at SHOT Show and Jack badging somebody uh, with hand sanitizer? You don't. You don't. So uh, thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, liking, sharing, and subscribing, uh, especially the one guy who listens to us on Google Podcasts every week because i can see the stats like you're, you're a real MVP. one like i i appreciate it one download every week google <laughs> podcast this guy good job dude i don't know who you are Let i us know. don't want to meet you because you terrify me but no no cause... reach out i'd like to know I'll, I'll i won't let caleb find out but i'd like to know who you are i'll hook you up with well, some swag I always do wonder because it's like, you know, between, cause we're on YouTube and Spotify and Apple uh, and Apple podcasts. And I'm like, those are all really easy, simple to use platforms. This one guy is like, I'm the last holdout. He's just out there <laughs> just raw dogging the world on Google podcasts. All right, guys, but that is it for this week. Uh, we will be back next week. Hopefully Keith will be back if he doesn't get the weaponized turbo Rona uh aka the starscream variant at shot show mm. so i know he came up with that one i'm like yeah we're, we're using that so all right guys well uh let us uh you know if you have fun stories from shot show share those in the comments email them to whatever email address you guys have associated with the show that keith sometimes shares your fun commentary with me and uh we will be back next week thanks jack thanks caleb